This is the Range Rat Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is episode 10's, our season finale. It's part one of Putting Lesson of a Lifetime. In this episode, I'm going to detail a putting lesson that I had with Mike Shannon, formerly of the Sea Island Learning Center in Sea Island, Georgia. If you don't know Mike Shannon, if you've never heard of him, he's currently at TPC Sawgrass as one of the instructors there. He's been a teaching pro since 1982, has coached over 150 PGA Tour players, and is considered one of the best putting instructors in the world. I'd be willing to bet that most amateur golfers have never had a putting lesson, much less a putting lesson from an actual PGA pro who specializes in putting. Although the pro at your local club can give putting lessons, there is nothing like getting a putting lesson from a person that specializes in putting. As a person that spends quite a bit of time on the driving range, I noticed that most amateurs spend the vast majority of their time, probably 95 to 98% of their time on the range working on their swing. I, I see very few, very few people actually get on the putting green either before or after their driving range session or their short game session to actually work on putting. And many people that are on the putting green working on their putting have really no plan, really no idea. They're just kind of going through the motions and putting balls from various distances on the putting green. They're gripping the club like they always did. They're stroking the ball like they always have. And they end up getting the same results, which is typically very poor. Uh, Most of the strokes that that amateurs lose, um, whether it's um, penalty strokes, most of it's on the green. A lot of it is on the green. I hear players all the time tell me how many times they three and four putted greens while they played a round of golf, and it's absolutely astonishing how many people do that. The good news is, is three putting and four putting and missing really short putts can be a thing of the past for you. But what it's going to take is a putting lesson from a putting specialist. If you're really concerned with shaving many strokes off of your scores, and making those clutch putts when they count, you definitely will benefit if you get a lesson from a putting specialist. And the good news is is you probably only need one lesson. Many of the putting instructors that give lessons um, will videotape your lesson, and you can watch it over and over to recall all the little nuances that they're teaching you, and so you won't forget. Anytime you need to refer to the putting lesson, to remember what specific things they taught you, it'll always be accessible to you, which is a great feature. And it makes it worth the price of the putting lesson. Many instructors will help get you fitted for a putter or fit the putter that you have currently correctly to you, whether it's a shaft uh, adjustment or a lie angle adjustment or a grip adjustment. And so that is also available with these putting instructors. Now, the cost of these putting lessons is not cheap. Uh, Typically, you'll probably have to go for one hour, maybe two hours in any type of um, putting lesson with a specialist. As with many golf lessons, 
you always tend to really perform well right after the lesson and the next time you play. I remember after that lesson I had with him, on nine holes I had 11 pots. It, it, I was astounded. I didn't think I even had the capability of making that few of putts during a nine hole round of golf. Um, and ever since then, I've always been a really good putter because I've followed those principles that Mike taught me during that lesson. And it's never let me down. Now I can tell you the reason why I went to go see him was I was playing a number of amateur tournaments during the uh, course of those years prior to that. And I would routinely miss critical putts that um, would either save par or, you know, miss eight, nine-foot birdies. Uh, I just got tired of missing putts, and I knew that there was something wrong and there was nothing that I could do of spending an enormous amount of time on the putting greens and, and nothing was working. There was something fundamental going on that I was not quite able to process myself, and I needed somebody to with experience and somebody that specialized in putting to take a look at my putting stroke and give me some advice. It's typically those times when we're the most frustrated that we seek advice from other people. We think we can do it ourselves. Um, we, we go through that over and over and over, sometimes for years. And then the, the point of frustration hits and we know we've got to seek outside advice to be able to break through. And it doesn't matter whether you play amateur tournaments or professional tournaments um, or whether, you know, you're playing important matches at your club. Everybody should strive to shave strokes off their score. And the best way to do it is to get a lesson from a putting specialist. And during the course of this podcast, I'm going to detail exactly why that is. Now, to begin the lesson, he got me all lined up on his video capture equipment where he could take a look at my swing and he had a ruler down on the ground. Now, one of the most important things, first things that they, that they look at is where your putter face is in relation to the target line. The putter face should be at 90 degrees perpendicular to the target line. Once he videotaped my swing, we took a look at it. On the screen, he drew a yellow arc which represented my putting stroke. The putting stroke is not a straight line, it's an arc. The reason why it's a slight arc is because the shaft of your putter is on an incline angle. It's not straight up and down. And so the movement of the putter back and through is a slight arc. It will come roughly three to six inches coming back uh, on that, that line, that yellow line coming inside and then as you go through to impact, it should be 90 degrees at impact and then continuing from a point from three to six inches on that line and then slightly going inside that arc as you follow through. Now to make sure your arc is perfect, you have to have some connection to the body with your arms, the back of your arms up in your armpit area in the back of your arms. And you've got to be bent over to a point where your putter lays down flat on the ground and you have connection um, from under your arms connected to your body. Now he had me stand up straight, extend my arms with the putter as I gripped it straight out and then pull my elbows into my body and then bend over at the waist. 
um, that, that ensures that you have a solid connection with the back of your arms and that during the stroke you're using the larger muscles of the back to rock back and rock through instead of using your hands and wrists to manipulate the putter face which will inevitably cause the putter face to be not 90 degrees at impact which is very important. Fortunately when he had me lined up I was lined up with my putter face exactly at 90 degrees at address. He said he only sees that about once a week during his lessons. And so at least I was from a very good starting point in a solid position. Now taking a look at my putting setup, he explained that if a player stands too close to the ball, as the putter goes back, the putter will cross over the yellow line. Then at the end of the backswing, it'll recross the yellow line. If you're too far away, the putter will leave the line to the inside almost at the beginning of the stroke, and then it'll get too deep inside of the line. If the putter head moves along the line to the inside or outside, it's a clear indication that the right arm has separated from the body. Now in transition, if the putter head trips outside the line, it's a clear indication that the underside of the arms have lost connection from the body. Now, in my case, the putter face was almost square to the ball at impact. But as the stroke moved past impact and down the target line or the yellow parallel line and to the outside of it, it was a clear indication that my left arm had had too much separation from the body through the impact of the stroke. Now, the reason why the putter face needs to be 90 degrees at address is, say, for instance, if you're putting from 10 feet, and your putter face is 89 or 91 degrees at address. That'll actually put you, your aim, within a half an inch of the center of the cup on a straight putt. You cannot aim your putter any better than 90 degrees at address. Now, as I took the putter back to the six inch mark on the ruler from the face-on position viewing angle, he drew another line down the face of the putter right up the ruler. Now, after the six inches back point, my, butt, my putter opened to an 82-degree position. So, in the first six inches of the backswing of my putting stroke, my putter face opened eight degrees. As the putting stroke transitioned from backward to forward at impact, my putter was opened one degree. So, went from 90 degrees at address to 89 at impact. However, that still will keep you within a half an inch of the center of the cup. But as I went six inches past impact, he drew on the face of the putter um, a line, and it represented a 96-degree angle. So the putter face was closed six inches, six degrees at six inches after impact, or seven degrees from where it was at address. Now, if that's a little confusing, the reason I explain it like that is because the first thing that they look at in a putting stroke is the balance between those two numbers. On the tour, they try to keep those numbers within one degree of each other, and I was at two degrees. What that meant was that my grip was too weak on the putter. Now, um, and what he was talking about is the position of the hands in relation to the face of the putter. Now, there are a hundred different ways you can grip the putter, but what he was talking about in my particular situation was where the hands were and how they were gripped in relation to the face of the putter. If the hands on the club are correct, you'll see this balance in these numbers. The putter will do the same thing on the back side of the ball as it does on the front side of the ball. 
which means your hands are doing everything possible to assure you that your putter face will be square at impact. If the hands get a little weak, meaning that the hands are too much on the left side of the grip, the putter will tend to fan open on the backswing, but it won't quite balance coming through. So even with the perfect aim, we may miss to the right. If it's too strong, then you see an over-rotation of the putter on the forward swing. When we return to the practice area to continue practice putting, he strengthened my grip about a quarter of an inch. The second thing he looks at is total face rotation. I was at an eight degree open and six degree closed position through the entire putting stroke, which is a total of 14 degrees of total face rotation. Players who stand five feet tall to six feet, five inches have a natural arc whose radius is 100 to 105 inches. If your putter stayed dead square to that natural arc, your putter would open four degrees at six inches back and close four degrees at six inches through. So mathematically, eight degrees total face rotation would be a perfect putting stroke. Now on the tour, he sees a total range of six to 12 degrees. Players like Lauren Roberts or David Toms open three degrees going back and close three degrees going through for a total face rotation of six degrees. Other players like Jim Furyk, BJ Singh, Tiger Woods, Davis Love, they're all at six degrees open and six degrees closed. So they have a total face rotation of 12 degrees. The average collegiate player that he sees has a total face rotation between 24 and 28 degrees. When you have that much face rotation in your putting stroke, the squareness of your putter face at impact depends solely on timing, which you may know under pressure, um, the timing tends to disappear. So the best players on tour have eliminated this factor, this timing factor, by reducing the amount of face rotation in their putting stroke. When Mike goes out on the tour, anyone at 15 degrees or less is fine. I was at 14 degrees of total face rotation. He sees a non-tour player under 15 degrees about once every two weeks to three weeks. A player that has a low total face rotation at impact will be a more consistent putter. Therefore, the actual imbalance in my particular situation was that I had a weak grip on my putter. So to briefly summarize what we just were talking about, you want to have connection to the body with the back part of your arms as your putter is flat on the ground, you want your putter in a, in a good position, a good, you wanna have a good ball position, which the instructor can help you determine. They want you to have a 90 degree putter face down the target line at address. And also a total face rotation from back through impact and finish for a total of eight to 15 degrees. Now you're probably thinking, how do I know how much face rotation I've got through my stroke? Well, the only way to really know actually is to um, get a lesson and get on some of this uh, motion capture software that these putting instructors have. But also be aware that there are devices, laser devices specifically, that you can buy and attach to your putter 
to determine whether or not you have a 90-degree angle or you know what a 90-degree angle uh, at address looks like when you set up over the putter. These devices are really invaluable. You can practice with them inside your home uh, at various places, um, but they've got a laser device on them that'll help you know what a 90-degree putter looks like or square putter face is at address, which is critically important. Um, I'm giving you all the uh, other data about the total face rotation uh, and what uh, the tour players have versus amateur and co other college players to give you some perspective about what the actual numbers are in degrees of where your putter should be, your putty, putter face should be at address and how much total rotation you should have through the putting stroke. You can easily get a ruler, put it on the ground um, and see how much rotation your putter face has going back and through from that three to six inch mark from where the putter face begins through impact. One way you can do this yourself is to set up a camera, set up your phone on a small tripod in front of you, put a ruler down um, at the ball and where you line your putter face up at the ball and you can see and put it on super slow-mo capture and as you go through to impact you can see how much face rotation your putter will have um, from going back through to impact and then your release from that point on after impact. It'll give you a good indication about whether you're opening or fanning the putter going back and whether you're shutting it down too quickly uh, through impact or leaving it open through impact uh, causing pushes. Um, but it's a very inexpensive way to see what you're doing without actually knowing these specific numbers. The numbers are more of a point of reference so you understand the principles of what we're talking about. And the final point on total face rotation. The more total face rotation that you have, which is undesirable in putting, the less connected you will be to your body, the underside of your arms to your body. And the less total face rotation you have in your putting stroke, the more connected you are. And you'll stay on a tighter arc and you'll be more likely to have a 90 degree putter face at impact, which will put you on your intended target line precisely. Now in your lesson, the first thing he looks for in the setup is the shaft of the putter, and it should be an extension of the forearm. He draws a line from the tip of your right shoulder through your forearm and connecting with the shaft line. He's looking for a right arm angle under 135 degrees. I was at 122 degrees. If that right arm angle is over 135 degrees, two things happen. One, rotation starts to increase. And two, the consistency of the path of the putter starts to decrease. Before the changes he made, I had developed a three-plane setup. He corrected it to a two-plane setup. In the old setup, I had an angle from the tip of my right shoulder down to my right elbow, then down to my fingertips, and the shaft angle from the point where it went down to another amount of degrees for a total of 154 degrees. He explained that a three-plane putting setup has more moving parts than a two-plane putting setup, and thus more room for error. 
Now, from the back of my neck to the belt to the back of my shoe, I had a spine angle of 136 degrees. He explained that the best putters on tour have a spine angle at address between 111 and 118 degrees. The new setup, measuring from the back of my neck down to the back of my shoes angle was 119 degrees. Thus, I was one degree off of what they're looking for on tour from a setup perspective. He said he had a slight dilemma at that point that if he tilted me over more than a 122 degree plane shaft angle from the right shoulder, the number might go below 120, which would not be optimal because if you bend over more, your arms have to bend more as well. Again, what he's looking for is 120 to 135 degrees. Therefore, if he bent me over more at address, the 122 would go down to around 118 or below the optimal low number of 120 degrees. He surmised at that point that my putter may be too long for me. So he took my putter from 35 inches down to 34 inches, which completely corrected the problem. From the rear view, he drew a line through the logo at the middle of the top of my shirt all the way down to the ground at the top of my shoulders were parallel to the spine angle. The shoulder should be parallel to the spine angle. Second, he said that because of the lack of force exerted in the putting stroke, that the position of the feet really have nothing to do with the direction of your putter. Some players who have open or closed stances can still putt well because their body is square. The putting stroke extends from the middle of the ball up through the shoulder plane. If you stay on playing with your putting stroke, the left shoulder should stay on that yellow line, both back and forward. Now on the backswing, my putter face was square to the target line and was perfectly on plane. The plane should be on the sweet spot of the putter. Now he explained that on tour, one of the things that you see at address is that the shaft of the putter points somewhere between the left ear and the point of the left shoulder. On the backswing, he drew a line from the shaft of the putter until it intersected with the other line, that is, from the ear, left ear down to the middle of the ball. Now, what all those lines represent, if you look at it from a front face-on standpoint, would form a triangle. And we call that a triangle stroke, and it's common to all good putters on the tour. If those two lines are separated, we've got some issues, but I didn't have any of those issues. He noticed how I was not cocking and recocking my wrist through the putting stroke. My hands were very passive during the stroke, which is very positive. Now, last but not least, we talked about the use of the big muscles in the putting stroke. He placed two pieces of white tape on the points of my shoulders on the back or and top so he could see accurately to identify it on video. He drew a line across the points of my shoulders in the backswing the angle from the position across my shoulder plane and down through the shaft. It measured 81 degrees at address. The best putters on tour have an angle between 80 and 83 at address. I was at 80 degrees on the backstroke, which indicated I was using the large muscles of my back to putt. Now, through impact, he remeasured the angle of my shoulders down through the, sh the shaft plane, and it was at, a, it was at 92. 
it should remain between 80 and 83 degrees. So this indicated that I'd stopped turning and that my arms continued to move the putter. The large muscles of my back need to move the upper body just a little bit more down the line to maintain that 80 to 83 degree optimal angle. So there more than likely was there was a breakdown somewhere at impact and I needed to be in a more connected position and the bigger muscles in my back working more down the line. My mechanics were very good. Unfortunately, having good mechanics and, good, and, a, and a good putting stroke doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a good putter. But the mechanics indicate that you do have the tools that are in place to become a really good putter. Tour players don't live in that mechanical level, he explained. They visit there when they have to. Let me repeat that. He said that really good tour players don't live in the mechanical world or at a mechanical level. They only visit there when they have to. So as you can see, even if you have a good proper setup with the putter face at 90 degrees and good mechanics going back, if your mechanics break down going through impact and you start losing connection with the underside of the arms to your body, and then you lose your connection going through impact, that that can completely ruin your putting stroke. Just bad mechanics and losing connection going through, which is the most important part. Understanding the critical elements of proper address and the mechanics and how the body setup should be and the use of the larger muscles in the back through the putting stroke is critical to being a good putter. In part two, Putting Lesson of a Lifetime, the season one finale of the Range Rat podcast, we'll learn about green reading, how you read greens, how your eyes and your brain work together to see the break on any putt, and also the importance of tempo and how that relates to a proper speed so you can make putts from anywhere on the green, whether short or long. I hope you enjoyed this technical deep dive into the nuances of a putting specialist, a putting lesson of a lifetime that I received from the world-renowned putting guru, Mike Shannon. From all of us here at the Range Rat Podcast, thank you for listening.